Welcome to 15 Minutes of Mental Toughness with your host, Dr. Rob Bell. Dr. Rob interviews expert coaches, executives, and athletes about mental toughness and their hinge moments. The hinge. It connects who we are with who we've become, and it only takes one. And now for your host, Dr. Rob. All right, so welcome. This is 15 Minutes of Mental Toughness. Our guest today is Todd Hollowell. Todd is a, uh, is a, a pro angler for all the lay terms out there. It's a pro fisherman. Um, you know, uh, Todd fishes on the FLW Pro Tour. He's been on there for about seven years. His second place finish most recently in the FLW Costa Championship. Uh, two-time BFL All-American qualifier, has 11 top 10s in FLW events, uh, has won multiple local, regional, national trail events, including uh, you know, Midwest, Sports Nas- Midwest Sportsman National Championship, Angler's Dream National Championships, that one sounds pretty cool, man. Sponsored by uh, Red Gold Tomatoes, uh, tons of other sponsors. I, if, if you need me to go through, I'll put those links on there, Todd, but thanks so much for joining us, man. Man, it's an honor to be here. You know, I've been working with you for several years, and it's been it's been helpful for me in my own career. But uh, honored to be here. Thanks for having me. Tell us, what is something that that most people have no idea about? What it is that you do being a pro angler? What is it that that you can share with us about your experience, about what it's like? This sport has really, really evolved over the last, I would say, 15 to 20 years. And, uh, you know, the question I get a lot is, man, you must have the dream job. You just go out there, you probably have a cooler full of Cokes and you sit there with a bobber and wait for the fish to bite. Right. And I'm like, no, man, it's 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 way beyond that now. You know, we have ninety thousand dollar boats. Um, high-end equipment to, to find fish with electronics and uh, there, there's a real push in this younger millennial generation is really mastering the sport uh, there's college fishing programs colleges actually offer scholarships now for bass fishing um, it's huge at the high school level uh, there, there's thousands and thousands of kids across the country that are that are competing so this sport has really evolved it's become highly competitive and uh, you know the, the thing that I kind of compare this to people is we're a lot like golfers in that we're trying to hit a target you know we're trying to find a fish every day the, the difference is our target is invisible you can't see it you know you're, you're constantly trying to find this fish or you can't see it and that target moves from day to day so imagine going to play golf you didn't know where the hole was and it moved on you every day so it's, it's a huge challenge um, I love it. And, and, the, and the other part is, I mean, we drive a lot of miles. You know, I typically put 30, 40,000 miles on my truck. We don't have a pit crew. I don't have a coach. We don't get to call timeouts. It's, a, it's a, typically a 13, 14 hour day for me when I'm on the road, only to turn around and drive home from Florida or drive home from Texas or something like that. So it's grueling. Uh, it's, it's very much mental. And, and you have to be tough to survive in this game. Nice. I love that, man. So walk us through a little bit. I mean, you know, you're not listening to George Strait on the radio, casting off or anything like that. I mean, it's early morning. Walk us through what that whole early morning is and the, and the rush to get to your spot and, and how you've, you know, scatter that out. 
Yeah, so I mean, on, on we we typically have three practice days. So we have three days to actually spend daylight to dark on the water. We can look at a lot of the lake, you know, and try to cover as much of the lake as we want. We're really trying to find productive areas. And so when tournament day rolls around, um, you're typically there about two hours before daylight. It's early, you know. We we get there five o'clock, four thirty-five in the morning, something like that. Our field is about 185 guys, so it takes a while to get get boats in the water. There's a lot of time to think. How do, uh, how do, they, how do they determine who goes all first? Uh, it's just it, it's random. It's a draw, you know. And we we all swip, swap positions throughout the year. So one day you may if you go out the the first boat on day one, you're the last boat on day two. So they kind of flop those okay. every day and and mix it up. But uh, there's a lot of time to think, you know. And and, and you're also out in the elements. So we just came back from uh, from a tournament in Georgia, and it was 28 degrees in the morning and spitting rain and snow. And so you're sitting there for an hour in the dark, uh, out in the elements. So uh, you know, th there's a lot of time to think. There's a lot of time to, to try to 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 uh, the, the voices like to try to keep it you creep in your head, you know. But um, you, you're really trying to figure out where you want to start your day. Sometimes we'll make long runs. You know, our boats will run 70 plus miles an hour. So there's an element of racing in this. Uh, it, there's definitely some some hazards, you know, and, and some risk involved. You may hit objects that sometimes you can't see. Um, but anyways, you know, it's really like a blast off. They let us go off one boat at a time for safety reasons, but you're really going as fast as you can to what you feel like is a productive area. And then you have to start trying to find your targets. You're making casts, trying to find fish, and you're getting feedback. And a lot of times it's negative feedback because you're not catching anything. So you really have to overcome a lot of um, adversity. You know, a lot of a lot of moments where you're not getting feedback or you're getting negative feedback. You'll hear no uh, probably three or four thousand times a day. And you only need to hear yes five times. We're trying to catch the five biggest fish that we can. We have to bring them back to a weigh-in, say, three, four o'clock, somewhere in that vicinity. So it's typically an eight to ten hour day for us. Mm -hmm. And uh, at that point, you kind of see how you stack up with the other guys. So when it comes to mental toughness and what, the, and what you do, so I can assume that you, you cast off, you're trying to go find your spot. What happens if there are other boats that are in the spot that you've chosen? What, what happens then? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like driving around a parking lot at Walmart and you see that one spot, you know, that's right up there by the front door and you got a bead on it and, and you're making your loop around the aisle and you get there and somebody pulls in right in front of you. You know that feeling, Old right? Old Cadillac, right? Right, like that was the best spot here, and, and I didn't and I didn't get there. Somebody beat me to it. So then you have to have the mental toughness to regroup and say, okay, you know, I, I'm gonna let this guy have this spot. I'm not gonna fight him for it, and I'm not gonna physically remove him from it. So I've got to go find the next best place. So that there's and and sometimes there may be someone there, and you may go to the next best place, and there be someone there. So it, it's kind of like that parking lot mentality. You've just got to uh, overcome. We, you, and, you know, a lot of times as an angler, you think, hey, I'm going to start my tournament here. This is the best area that I found, and, and, and you don't even get to fish there. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot, of, a lot of adversity, a lot of things that are unpredictable outside of your control that you really have to overcome uh, to, to keep moving forward and to make things happen in fishing. What are the things that are 100% in your control out there? Because, I mean, you're dealing with animals who although sometimes are predictable or very unpredictable. I mean, they're going to do different things, right? I mean, so you have to obviously adjust and make adjustments. Like, what are the things that are in your control? 
It's the ultimate challenge, and you're exactly right, because so many things are out of your control. You're, you're not in control of the weather and the elements. You're not in control of these fish. You know, they have fins and they use them. They swim, they move. Um, and, and you're not in control of maybe whether a competitor gets to an area before you do. So it's the ultimate challenge to learn how to control what you can control. And ultimately, you know, you have to control your boat. You have to try to take it to productive areas and you have to stay mentally focused enough to make, you know, make good casts. We call them presentations, but you got to make a cast to an object, whether it's a boat dock or a log or a rock pile or something like that. But you have to stay so focused on your lure um, and making the right presentation all while all while, while all this stuff's going on that is outside of your control. So it's really just about um, winning the battle in your head and staying focused in, in what you need to do uh, really on a minute to minute basis because mm. uh, there's so many things that are outside of your control. So what is the battle then that will go through professional anglers heads? Uh, you, you know, I mean, aside from money, you know, like the, the financial thing is the, is the one that I think bothers a lot of anglers. You know, when you don't have enough money, you start wondering if you're going to make it, if you can make it home, if you can make it to the next event. So that's a real struggle mm. in and of itself. But just on a day to day basis, um, it, it's really being able to deal with failure. Right. So. Uh, again, we're, we're trying to catch the five biggest fish in the lake, and a lot of times we'll make three to 5,000 casts to get those bites. So it, it's being able to process um, hours and hours of not catching a fish, only to make the correct adjustment to get in the right area and make the right presentation and catch two or three real fast. So it's a lot of times in fishing, it's about overcoming those, those long, uh, monotonous days where you're not getting a lot of positive feedback. It, it's it's like I tell people, can, can you imagine if you went to work and, and worked for eight hours and didn't get anything done? Or only in five minutes of your day was it productive? I mean, <laughs> that would be frustrating. There's a lot of frustration because you're wanting to catch fish, but you may go two, three, four hours without catching one. And, and so the, the challenge is really mental staying focused, making the right adjustments and handling what you can uh, with the things that you can control. When it comes to the mental game and confidence, athletes are always talking about confidence. You know, there's not a lot of thoughts, they're just doing what they do. How does that come into play? If you can describe that experience for us, how does confidence come into play with what you do? It does, you know, and in our sport, you will see anglers who they get on a roll. You know, and a lot of it's confidence. A lot of it is just believing that you're making the right decision. So again, you know, we're in a sport where, where our target is invisible. So there's a huge, there's a huge, uh, there's a huge trust element in, in your own head, like being able to trust that I know I'm doing the right thing. I know I'm in the right area and these fish are here. Right. And, and in terms so, of like the lure you're using and yeah, and I know I'm using the right lure. I know I'm making the right presentations. I know I'm in the right area. So learning to trust yourself um, and being confident. A lot of times that comes from experience. You know, it's um, a lot of times you'll see younger anglers have good events and then have poor events and have good events and have poor events. The guys that have been around for 25, 30 years and have really, really been successful in this game typically do well each each event. And a lot of that is confidence they know they're doing the right thing they know they're in the right areas they know they're using the right lures that's confidence in fishing uh, and that's just trusting yourself and, and knowing what you need to be doing so if things aren't going well 
how do you get that confidence back, you know, outside of just results? It, tough question, right? Because it comes and goes. Uh, it comes and goes for me. This is something that I'm dealing with right now. I'm at a little, you know, we've had a little slump to start our season. And, and, you know, I finished last year on a high note. You know, we almost won a major event at the end of the season. And then we started this season kind of on a, on a low point. So uh, it's definitely something that I deal with and can relate to. And, and I think a lot of athletes do. You have this period where things are going well and then something happens and, and you're struggling. Um, but for me, it, it, that confidence is a feeling and the, the only way to get it back is to feel it. So for me personally, uh, if I've had a bad event or a couple of bad events or something, the, I want to go somewhere, I want to go fishing somewhere where I can catch a lot of fish, mm. where, I, where I can really build my confidence and remember that I know what I'm doing, I know how to catch fish, I know how to use these lures, I know how to get in the right areas. So, you know, I, I've strategically moved close to Geist Reservoir right over here because it's my home lake and, and that's where I go. That's where I go and, and rebuild my confidence in between events. So um, that that's what I do. That's great, man. With, you know, one of the things I'm always interested in is these hinge moments, right? These, these moments, people, decisions that make all the difference in our lives. What's a hinge moment that you can share? Yeah, great, great question. And yeah, I, I'm of the belief that it, that there's more to come, right? I believe there's a hinge moment that may be coming this year um, or this week at my next event. And 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 reading your book and just knowing you has helped me uh, stay ready for that because it can happen at any time. It only takes one one event to really make a career in fishing, and it could be this next week. Um, but looking back, you know, for me, I, I think back to October of 2011. Okay. Um, I was a young insurance agent just kind of getting started and, and, and I had been fishing tournaments for probably eight or 10 years and, and I was kind of aspiring to get to the higher levels in fishing. So I threw my name in, in a AAA level circuit that year just to kind of see where I was and lo and behold, three, three out of four events in, I'm in like 10th place, 10th place in the points mm. where the top 10 anglers then qualify for the high level national FLW tour. So we're going into the last event of the season. Um, I had spent that summer trying to find some sponsorship opportunities just in case I made that tour uh, qualification in October and it just hadn't happened. You know, I, I didn't, nothing was happening from a sponsorship standpoint and I really hadn't qualified for the tour yet, but I knew it was a possibility. So mm -hmm. uh, October, 2011, we're out in Table Rock, Lake out in Branson, Missouri, and it's our last event of the season. And uh, I remember I had a good, I had a decent first day. Uh, probably was in like 40th, 50th place, something like that. And I was really on the bubble of making the FLW tour. And and I walked away after day one, and my phone rang, and it, and it was someone from Red Gold, Red Gold Tomatoes corporate office, and they wanted to talk to me, and they wanted to set up a meeting with me the next week, and. Um, you know, just I'm a big believer that when, when things are meant to be, those opportunities come to you. And so long as you're ready to capitalize on them, it can, it can become a hinge moment. So for me, day two, I go out and, and struggled through the day, had some opportunities late in the day. I caught a few fish like in the last hour, Rob, and um, I think I finished in the top 20 there. 
I finished in the top 10 in the points. I qualified for the tour and came home the next week and ended up closing my initial sponsorship deal with Red Gold Tomatoes. That was a hinge moment for me. I remember that day like it was yesterday. And uh, this, and again, for me, I was looking for it. I was looking for that sponsor. I was looking to qualify for the tour. And, and when those opportunities came, that was it. That was the hinge moment for me that really got this whole thing started and, and has shaped my life, quite frankly, for the last seven or eight years. It changed the direction of my life for sure. Wow, that's such a good one, man. When, and again, I, always, I just kind of pause a little bit because I'm always just thinking about those moments. Like we have no idea when they're coming. It's interesting how we become what we think about and how focusing on you know, having the outcome that you wanted, but at the same time being able to get that sponsor, that's what manifested. For sure. I mean, and you know, I remember that season I started out, I really just put my name in, in those tournaments just to see how I stacked up to the competition and really wasn't on a mission to, to qualify for the tour, but got myself in position. Uh, and, and then I started looking for that hinge moment and it, and it actually showed up. So very powerful for me and, and looking back, um, and, and I think all athletes, all business people, um, it, it just it, in your life, you'll just have the, there's a handful of moments that come that really change the course of your direction in life and really shape what happens for the next portion of your life. And, and that was definitely the moment for me. Yeah. So Todd, let me ask you another question. With, with life and then the career that you're doing, since this happened a few years ago, how does that how does your whole approach change in terms of doing what you do? Because you, you just went in, you were just, eh, you know, I'm not saying there weren't goals, but the goal wasn't really far outcome based and, and to be there. How does that change over time by getting experience and getting better um, yet at the same time knowing just to focus on doing what you're doing? Yeah, it's... I think your vision is huge, right? And and I think sometimes in life we get we just get busy. We get busy doing things, and we get so caught up in living the day-to-day -day life. Uh, we have so you know with technology now, there's never a dull moment. I mean, you can hop on and surf and read and uh, social media, whatever. But for me, just spending time to think and about my vision and about what I want to try to do with my life and what maybe what my gifts are and how I can use them in this world. Um, your vision is huge and trying to understand what direction you're moving in. Uh, that vision is being able to look out three years, five years, ten years from now and understand uh, this is really the direction that I want to move in. Uh, so for me, you know, we spend a lot of intentional time thinking um, and, and just being intentional about the direction we're moving in. That really dictates what we do on a day-to-day -day basis. And, and you know, for me, it's been, uh, I work at an insurance agency here in Fishers and, and that has been part of our vision. And so we, we've worked really hard for the last eight, seven, eight years to build, to build that. Mm -hmm. And uh, same thing with my fishing career, you know, like I, I still have a vision of being one of the best uh, professional bass anglers in the country. So that requires a commitment and, and some work and you have to work in a direction there too. So it's the vision though. It's overall, it's that big picture vision. What are you doing with your life? What are your gifts? What direction do you need to move in? That really dictates what you do daily. Yeah, that's fantastic, man. In terms of your vision, can you elaborate on uh, what you're doing with your education piece and, and helping 
uh, those that want to get into uh, into the field of, of fishing? Yeah. So just uh, late late 2017, we decided. Um, there's again, I mentioned this earlier in the in the podcast, but fishing at, at the younger level, so high school and college has really exploded in the United States. In fact, I've been told it's the fastest growing sport in America. Um, so what, what we see is that there, there's, a, there's an education gap. Like the, the, all these kids want to fish at the tour level or they think they want to fish for a living, but there's really no one teaching them all of the different facets that go into that. And, and I also believe that um, from what I've learned in fishing, it's trans- the, the skills that you learn to be successful in fishing are the same skills you learn to be successful in sales or in, in a job, in a career, in building a business, whatever it is, being an entrepreneur. The same skills transfer. Uh, communication, um, being organized, being on time, all those things. So we wanted to um, d- develop something that high level young anglers where they could come and really learn that skill set, polish that skill set, understand how important those things are in building sponsorships, um, in progressing as as they get a little older in the sport. So uh, we started a, a little thing called Bass Life Education. Um, and so right now we're working with uh, about a dozen high school students and, and about a half a dozen college anglers. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we had two of our high school anglers were named All-State by Bassmaster Magazine just recently and were nominated for All-American. So we got some real high-level anglers. We want to be like a prep school. Uh, I, I feel like I've been around long enough and, and I've seen enough of this sport um, where I feel like I, I can teach a lot of some of these younger anglers who want that information. Um, and how to prepare and how to be mentally tough. I mean, that's that's a big part of our our education piece too is mental toughness. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of places where where young anglers can go to learn how to fish, mm-hmm. but how you prepare for events, uh, building routines, um, overcoming failure, self talk, how you handle downtime, all that stuff really comes into place. There's really, nobody teaching it. So um, that's one of the things that we wanted to bring to the young anglers in fishing through Bass Life Education. Wow, Bass Life Education. I'll put a link there in the uh, podcast, man. It sounds fantastic. Appreciate that. Mm-hmm. What is it about mental toughness that, from your experience, that, that people need to know when it comes to mental toughness? What's the piece that you want to share with them? Um, you know, for me, here's what I think. Everybody faces challenges in life, right? Everybody does. And, and you know, the farther you go in a career, the higher you work into a company in a corporate setting, whatever it is, the, those challenges just become bigger. Um, everyone deals with challenges. Everyone has obstacles and setbacks, whether it's health, whether it's financial, whether it's, you know, just it can be traffic, right? We all deal with challenges and obstacles, setbacks, and, and really that... Um, to me, mental toughness is your ability to overcome those challenges and to, to help yourself get through them so that you can keep moving forward. A lot of it's about problem solving, but a lot of it's just you know that mindset and what you're saying to yourself. Um, oh my gosh, here we go, traffic again, I'm stuck. Mm. Well, it, there, there's traffic, there's nothing you can do about it. You can't control it and you have to get through it. So how can we use that time uh, wisely over the next 20 or 30 minutes while you're getting through this traffic jam. So uh, mental toughness is really for me just an attitude about ha- doing whatever it takes to overcome challenges uh, and setbacks, solving problems, and keep moving forward. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great, man. Yep. Todd, where can people follow you, learn more about you, and then just you know follow your career? You bet. Appreciate that. Uh, website. This, there's an overview there at Todd Hollowell. Dot com. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty active on Instagram. Uh, I believe it's just Todd Hollowell. And then I'm, fi- I'm uh, Todd Hollowell Fishing on Facebook. I'm on Twitter as well. Just punch my name in. H-O-L-L-O-W-E-L-L. Uh, we, we try to keep people informed on what's going on in the fishing industry. But we share a lot of this message out on social media. I'm, I'm just like Coach Bell. And um, I think people need more encouragement. I think the world needs more positivity. I think you need people in your life that will give you a message that says, hey, it's not going to be easy. Things are going to be tough, but you can get through this. You can keep going. So we share that message a lot on social. Uh, I would love for you to follow along. Absolutely. I'll put those links in the the podcast, man. Hey, Todd, thanks so much for your time, man, and really appreciate you sharing your expertise. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate you having me, man. Okay, buddy. Thank you for listening to the Mental Toughness Podcast. If you like what you heard today, please be sure to subscribe to our podcast. You can also check us out on Twitter at Dr. Rob Bell or visit our website at drrobbell.com.